It's Luke and Naomi. <laughs> Woohoo! Happy episode 44. I like woohoo and after Homer does because, you know. Oh, perfect. I, I match the energy there completely, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, happy episode 44. We are back, hopefully in better form than last time. We'll see. We'll, why not? We'll see. Yeah. We're both pretty tired again. No, we're not. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> episode 44. So last episode. Yes. Episode 43, yes. if you haven't heard that one yet. Uh, the review, of course, was Blazing Saddles, but we also got... But. But, yes. But. Uh, but, 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 drugs. We got talking about butt drugs. The uh, the drugs. That's right. We got talking about butt drugs but, on Luke and Naomi on air. Butt drugs. Uh, the drugstore in Indiana that went out of business, and well, it's too bad because it's the most hilarious name, and they really played it up. Their, their yeah. liquor, liquor section was called Butt Liquors. Yeah. And, you know, the, the whole nine yards. Well, I... Uh, I was told by Snowman to check out the jingle, which I, for some reason, just completely bypassed last week. So Snowman was like, you got to hear the jingle. Yeah. And so I grabbed it, and uh, we're going to play it. Do you want to play it right now? Do I talk about it first? Or do you want, because we have to pretend that we know when we're playing it. So, we, you know, I got to drop it into the audio afterwards. So Then I think you play it now. Play it now. All right, yeah. here you go. The butt drugs jingle uh, from Butt Drugs. They got Butt Drugs. And there you go. That was the the butt drugs jingle. What do you think of that? Pretty pretty hilarious, right? I think they did such a great job with that. I really do. And if you could only see the people that they used in one guy had a mullet and then the one of the greatest walrus mustaches I've ever seen. It's what you would expect in people in a commercial for butt drugs. In Indiana. It's perfect. That's yes. Right. So, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, that was great. If you do get a chance to find that online, just to watch, watch it. it. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but drugs, and that's all I can think of now. So If I wake up tomorrow and that's stuck <laughs> in my head, there is no one that I can be like, hey, no, it's okay. But drugs, you know. I might get sent home from work if I start doing this. I will not. I will make everybody laugh because they all know about it too. Perfect, you know. We all know about butt drugs where I work. Everyone at your work knows about butt drugs? That's correct. Everybody knows about butt drugs. So there you go. Uh, If if you uh, didn't have enough fun with it last week, I know Brian absolutely loved it. Sent me a sketch from the The Sketch Show. I don't know if that is right from England, if that's Australian or what have you, but uh, oh man, all about farting in a restaurant. Perfect. That, that you was know, a good one. Perfect. I should probably post that on one of the socials, right? Yeah, why not? I should. We watched it just before we started recording, too, so that's fresh. Just as fresh as bu- 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 drugs. That's right. It's all fresh in our minds. All right, I'm going to stop. So speaking, yes, of, please. speaking of butt drugs, uh, we didn't do much this week, but we did go to a coffee festival. We did. So, uh, you know, with the coffee... And, you know, making you poop and all that stuff. Oh, perfect. Is that how you're trying to that tie was, that together? That yeah, was that, was, transition. that was a little rough Speaking there. Speaking of the butt drugs. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we have been to many a beer fest. Yes. You know, probably a wine fest at some point. Yes, we have. And, uh, you know, other manner of fests, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, never a coffee fest. This was the first one. Wasn't sure what to expect, but it was exactly like all of the brew fest we've been to, where you just, you know, you go around and sample coffee after they coffee They gave you, like, coffee. the tiny little coffee mug that you could use for little samples, and you stopped at all these different coffee booths, 
and tried like their best options of coffee that they brought with them. Some were making fancy drinks like like iced lattes and things like that. Other ones had like coffee from a can that they like bottled themselves. It was it was really awesome, honestly. It was. I was so caffeinated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was fantastic. I was just flying. And yeah, after, you know, an hour and a half of sampling. Co- and then. That was a lot of coffee. You know, most of the stuff you get was just, it's their coffee, black. And then. Yeah. But then there was the the couple of, uh, what was the one was just a cold brew, like, cappuccino or some junk like yeah. that. That was, whew. There was some good, good stuff there. Good enough for two. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, had had a good nitro one, and, and yeah, but it was, wow, flying right after that one. Absolutely. And it was, again, just like a beer fest where you stop at all the different booths and try what they have available. And, ooh, I like this place for coffee. Oh, they've got bags of coffee I can buy over there. Like, it was a, it was a pretty cool idea, whoever came up with this. Yeah, the Wilmington Coffee Fest. I, it, I don't know how many years. I know they did it last year. I don't know if last year was the first year. Or what have you, but uh, if you're in the area and you missed it this year, you got to check that out next year because yeah. it was pretty cool. They were also doing seminars, you know, all about teaching you how to how to pick good coffee and how to roast it yourself and all of that and junk. different, like, I don't know, machines that you can use to make different drinks and all that. They had, like, legit seminars. We got a quick schooling on grinding coffee, right? From, yeah, but from that was just um, random, you know. Yeah, that, that was, was just... just talking back and forth about... How they got started in coffee and the difference between, you know, ground coffee and grinding up your own beans. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, a, a, our first ever coffee fest. That's right. That's what we did. Uh, that was the biggest thing we did, I would say, from the last week. Yeah, we haven't really done anything, which no. is cool. Watched more alone, and uh, That's I've, right. I've made some progress on my current video game. How about that? So it, it's pretty it's solid the little week. things, yeah. Pretty solid week. All right. Uh, that's that is about it. So uh, coming up in a few, we've got, of course, your your review of Gangs of New York. Yes, we, that was a long one. It was a long one, definitely. But uh, we'll we'll get Naomi's full review on Gangs of New York in just a few, and we'll move right into the random facts for the week. It is your weekly dose of Did You Know? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Did you know? Do you know where Seven Eleven started? No. According to this, it was Dallas in 1927. Okay. And they only sold ice. In Dallas? I can see that. Right? You would need it. Yeah. Never all the ice places, right? Yeah. So uh, eventually it expanded to sell milk, bread, and eggs, and then evolved into the first convenience store. And then became the big deal with the um, slushies that they have and all of that. Slurpees. Yeah, Slurpees. My yeah. bad. Have you ever had a Slurpee? You know, I don't think I actually have. Um, not from Seven Eleven. No, had the Seven Eleven brand Slurpee, right? But no. aren't they the same thing as Icy's, pretty much? Um, I think, and I may be wrong on this. I feel like there's more liquid involved. You know, at the end of the night, Icy, you get kind of like a few chunks of ice there. Yeah. I feel like you don't get that, and I'm only saying that because there was a place <laughs> where I grew up where that was the place you went after school because they Ooh. had like. 14 different kinds of slushies, slurpees, whatever you want to call them. And they were always where, like, you'd get every last drop. You never were left with, like, ice at the bottom of it. Okay, so more of a, more, yeah, more of a slush puppy then. That's, yeah. uh, I guess, what I would call it. So good. As opposed to, uh, what's the ice cone thing? A snow cone? That. Thank you. 
He should have seen what he was doing with his hands. There. You knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, but it just looked <laughs> weird. You had the cone shape in your hand, so you had that part right, and you were scooping on top. I, yeah. I knew what you yeah. were trying to Snow do. Snow cone. Yes. Ice cone thing. That was close. Yeah. Uh, did you know there are 40 different ingredients in a McDonald's chicken McNugget? Okay. Now, do you think that's like 20 different chicken parts and then some seasonings? Or is it like 39 seasonings in chicken? No, you know yeah. that's not it's the definitely case. Definitely not the latter, is it? No. Yeah, no. Uh, you know. Uh, it's it's probably closer to like 12 different chicken parts <laughs> and then some chemicals and then seasoning. Probably some pork. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like they would use that as a filler yeah. for some reason. Sawdust. I have not had McDonald's chicken nuggets in so long. Me and I'm, I'm bummed. I used to love those oh, things. Oh, I grew up on them. Yeah. And then I got them one time when I was like 21 or 22, and they didn't taste the same. And I'm like, this sucks. I don't want this uh, anymore. The last time, I mean, I used to love the barbecue sauce. The last time I had the barbecue sauce, it was like, no. I mean, nope. like almost every other <laughs> fast food barbecue sauce is better now. Yeah. And every fast food chicken is better. Don't give me no chicken selects nonsense. I understand. Nah. I know they tried to get on board, but nah. just no. No. That, that, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, McDonald's. Everybody knows how we feel yeah. about the arches. So, um, 40 different ingredients in a McDonald's chicken McNugget, none of which are chicken. That's right. That? <laughs> uh, did, did you know if, oh, this one's crazy. Uh, if you're driving 60 miles an hour and you sneeze, your eyes are closed for 50 feet. Yeah, Have I've heard, heard that, that before? before. Yep. That's just a super, in- so if you're listening to us driving right now and you got to sneeze, pull over. Yeah, but you know nobody's going to do that. If you're in Wilmington and you're driving, you got to sneeze. You will probably rerun somebody. Yeah, that's why the speed limit's 45. Yep. Because, damn. Oh, yeah. That's freaky. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure I've heard it before, too, but. And just think of all those times where you take your eyes off the road just for a second. Yikes. I'm just changing the radio station. I just read that that text real quick. It was only five words. It's fine. No, it's not. You're making a case for iRobot right there. Hey, robot, change the radio for me. No, just pay attention to what you're doing. Sit in silence. I wonder if Siri will let me call her robot. Can I nickname you robot? Oh, gosh, please don't do that. No, please don't do that. Hey, Siri, can I call you robot instead of Siri? Do you have it Uh, on silent? I must have my volume all the way down because we're we're recording like I should. Uh, Actually, I didn't. I'm not sure I understand is Siri's response. Okay. Well, that's fine with me. Just no. <laughs> I am not okay with that. And leave it to Siri to not respond while we're recording. It's sort of like the donkey in the beginning of Shrek. I'm the uh, uh, talkingest damn thing you ever saw. I, we just watched Shrek the other night, and that's all I can think of is the lady uh, doing it. I can talk. Now I forgot the whole thing she said. <laughs> I'm the talkingest damn thing you ever saw. All right. The next uh, random fact... The next little dose of did you know. I never say that, so I wanted yeah. to. Uh, Manute Bull. Have you ever heard that name? No. Manute Bull is an NBA player oh, for a no, while. Oh, no, no. Uh, seven foot seven. Okay. One of the tallest, lankiest dudes you've ever seen, too. But he's the only player. Did you know Manute Bull uh, was the only player in NBA history with more block shots in his career than actual points? Wow. That's a pretty uh, impressive feat, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, good on him. All right. And one more. Uh, did you know uh, the oldest ice skates ever discovered were made in or were found in Finland around 2000 BC? They date back to. 
Makes sense. And they were playing hockey then. We're supposedly made from the uh, sharpened bones of cattle. Cattle. All right. Yeah. Metal skates first appeared in the Netherlands during the 13th or 14th century. You know, advances in technology and all that. You got blacksmith now that can, you know, hammer some some skates for you. Sure. 2000 BC. Yeah. They're skating around on ice in Finland. And checking each other. Wow. Bam, right into the boards. Nobody said they were playing hockey. <laughs> what else are you doing with ice skates on? Come on now. Be serious here. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, they were playing hockey. That's why they invented skates, by the way. It was not for transportation or oh, gosh, moving no. things around at all. It was straight up hockey. And then Chasing they were a like, puck. You know what this would be good for? A sleigh. Yeah. Hockey first. Always. All right. That is your weekly dose of Did You Know? Some random facts uh, to get you through the week, I suppose. Yeah. Still haven't come up with a reason why. Just because I like them. I was going to say, you don't need a reason. You definitely don't. No. Um, so we love all the touchscreen stuff in the car, right? Yeah, for the most part. For the most part, because... When we were coming back from New Jersey, the car had sat in the parking garage for a week while we were on the cruise. Yeah. Driving back, and it seemed like it took the touchscreen forever to catch up. Yeah, it was having a hard time. It would say that we're like 2.3 miles away from our next like turn and all that when really we're like 1.4. Yeah, so. Which you wouldn't think is a big deal, but yes, it is. It That'll is. really mess you up. When you are somewhere where you don't know where you are. Yes. So not only that, but like the actual touching of the screen was taking a minute to catch up and stuff like that. And I don't know if it was because it was just a little chilly for the car or something like that. Or it's not used to, it, it's been driven like every day. I think the longest we've ever had that car sit was one day. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking of that as we were driving back. I'm like, man, you know, here's a situation where I don't know if that touchscreen is so good. I mean, it's nice to have the screen, yeah. but it would be nice to have buttons just so I could navigate to, you know, what, what you need, need. To, yeah, and then click whatever. Well, yeah. apparently, that is like the growing consensus around the auto industry because people I got, want buttons again. Yeah, I got this okay. this uh, story here where car companies are apparently full on planning to get rid of like the big giant screens and everything touchscreen. Okay. So uh, Slate.com apparently just did a big article on how they're ditching touchscreens, bringing back more buttons and knobs. And it's because drivers want that instead. I understand. Plus that computer technology screens and all that junk are expensive when they start to break. Yeah. Compared to a button, which will be fine. I got to be honest. That's the first thing I thought of when the screen was getting slow. I'm like, man, when this thing decides it doesn't want to work anymore and I'm just not able to access half the features of the car, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're just going to tape up a map. That's right. <laughs> just tape up a map i love it and we'll make it a map of like the bahamas or something that's like right that. that's i don't nav. think we're on the right road here <laughs> we just put beach with an arrow that's right oh man all right so and you just have to pick it up and kind of turn it as you make turns and stuff they are actually cheap as far as i guess putting them in a car because they cost like 50 bucks a screen so um apparently car companies want to keep using them but there's more and more evidence that having all your controls on a screen is dangerous because it's just like the distracted driving with the phone and all yeah. of that stuff. Now, our car doesn't let you enter any nav commands or anything like that while we're driving. Right. We change the radio station, that's about it. But, I mean, we've always been changing the radio station, so I guess they let us 
keep that. I guess, I guess. I um, don't know. Yeah, so basically the same as texting and driving. And experts said it's weird that everyone knows texting and driving is bad, but no one complains how everyone's, quote, using an iPad, basically, while driving around. Yeah. You know, and uh, now I've seen devices, I don't know if they actually work or not, but I've seen where you can get devices to plug into your car that'll let you run, like, your Netflix through that screen. Oh, perfect. So That's, that's smart. That is yikes. Yep. Uh, the one time we were kidding around and tried FaceTiming somebody in the car, it's like, oh, no, I can't do this. That's no. not a good idea at all. Uh, so, you know, knobs and buttons, easier to find without looking, of course. Yep. And uh, some younger drivers are just finding that out. So companies have started actually switching back to them in some of the, the newer models. Uh, I'm here for that. Could just be a temporary switch, though, which I imagine is going to be the case. I mean, it's got to be just a temporary thing, right? It'll be like some cars will have it, some cars won't. One will look at it as the new feature is it's got buttons yeah. compared to the screen. I mean, God forbid they just give you the option. Uh, Hyundai. Hyundai? Hyundai? Hyundai uh, whatever. That car. One of the few companies that hasn't gone all in on touchscreens yet, but uh, their lead designer says buttons and knobs could go away for good as cars become more autonomous, of course. Yeah. I mean, now, if, if I've got the robot car driving for me where I can take a nap or play some cards or, you know, something, I so bad just want to play Yahtzee or poker driving down the road. Why? Because it'll pass the time better. I don't have to drive and, we, you know. Just to say that you did, No, because wouldn't it be fun as we're cruising down the road? Like, hey, what do you want to do? You take a nap, watch a movie, play some Yahtzee. You know, you got all these I, options. Have a picnic. That's weird. Just... No. You know I hate uh, eating while driving. Yeah. Well, I could do that if the robot was driving. Yeah, I just don't trust that robot. I know, I know. Someday. Someday. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, once the uh, cars, of course, can drive themselves, we won't need to keep our eyes on the road. And and who cares if there's a touchscreen in there or buttons or whatever. Yeah, at that point, I'll just bring an actual computer with me or, you know, an actual iPad go. or we'll have a drop-down TV. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Speaking of AI, are you ready? No. Why do we always have to do 12 freaking AI stories? Is this about the AI Snapchat? No. I don't want to talk about that one. I'm not doing that, by the way. But um, Everybody who's making the AI buddies and Brando. all that, no way. So I've seen that all over my Facebook, and I had to put Facebook down. I am done with all of this. <laughs> Our honorary producer Brando has uh, has jumped onto that part uh, with the Snapchat AI yeah. companion, whatever it is. Brando will message me now and companion tell me what it buddy. is. So I'll Some, know. somewhere in between the two of them. Yes, whatever you know. Friend. Uh, what was the Chucky doll called before that flipped out and and was in? Uh, I don't know. Possessed. Anyway, um, I'm not here for any of that either, right? But inevitably, it's going to be something that everybody has some sort of access to. You know, Microsoft's going to build it into the website or into the web browser. And it'll be like Clippy instead, ex except Clippy will know that you're a deadbeat and don't have a job. And, That's right. Know, I know you're not going to make a resume anyway, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah. <laughs> I know you won't take my advice, so just do it yourself. Anyway. Uh, that was just my computer from back in the day. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Con, if anybody remembers that one. So, I stumbled across this. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm, you know, it's not that I'm starting to come around or anything like that, but I, I could see this being a case, you know, maybe one or two of these. It's, it's four things that 
pretty much everyday people could use the, the chat GPT for. Okay. And so, you know, I just, I wanted to get your, your take. So uh, summarizing long documents. So you can have them read long reports for you and give you a summary. It's like an intern, but, you know, what? They still don't get paid. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that doesn't <laughs> change just anything. just like an intern. So, <laughs> hear me out here. All I've seen with that AI Snapchat stuff and all that, like, it it doesn't know enough yet. Well, okay. So how would it know... To summarize the most important information, it's going to give you a sentence out of there or just a piece of information that it decides is important but isn't. What if it takes words and mashes them up to, to other sentences? Yeah. Like all those you know? words were in there. We just made this sentence for you. So this this is legit chat GPT, not the you know knockoff Snapchat's I fake get one. that. So but, it is a little bit better. But still, you know. Making me it, stick up for it. <laughs> no, it. I don't think it knows enough of what we are looking for. Okay, okay. I just don't trust that. I'm not going to be like, hey, summarize this report for me. If it's something that has to do with like my career or anything like that, because I'm not having this robot say it wrong, do it wrong, whatever, and now I'm losing my job or presenting the wrong information. Like, I, I just, I trust myself more. I would rather spend the time and read the long document. That's what people uh, said when calculators first started coming out. <laughs> I'm not using I want to do the math no, myself. I you know, QuickBooks. Four plus four. Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's eight. Guys, it's eight. You don't need the you don't need the machine to do that for you. You know there was some seventy two year old accountant when QuickBooks came out that was like, I'm not using that computer. I can Gosh. do it in my head better. You make me sound so bad. And you make me stick up for a damn <laughs> AI. Uh, writing emails for you is another thing. ChatGPT can write emails or at least the first drafts for you. And there are some tools that can help like blaze through your emails by prompting how to respond to each one. That I'm here for. <laughs> right. I so, hate sending emails. I sit and I just, I reread it five times. I change words because I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds pushy or, you know, that, well, that you could definitely hear the sarcasm in that. Better change that around a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm here for that. There, right. So there's a decent, you know. As long as two, like I get a, Get a double check, I, you know, I'm read still, it before it sends it. I'm still kind of here for the summarizing long documents because I, I wouldn't mind. But the thing is, is can that summarize legal documents? Like, hey, here's the important stuff. You're, but what your if it misses? Your, but what if it misses something important? Read my iTunes things for What if it finds the, hey, by the way, don't sign this because then Apple owns your dog. Yeah, I guess for like the terms and conditions of stuff. But I don't know if it can do that. Because specifically, look, but. if it can read the terms and conditions, because I'm checking, yes, I agree, whether I read it or not. <laughs> so if it can do that and kind of summarize it for me, sure. But like a legal, like, well, I guess that's a legal contract, but a different legal contract, like, like housing you were saying, housing and like stuff that. like that. Nah, nah, I will sit through and I will. I will read that mumbo jumbo. What about your like a like a car loan or you know, like that? Uh, yeah, 
there's a lot of stuff there. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, just give me the damn keys. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so that's Yikes. a possible. That's a possible thing. Uh, anything involving math, right? So it's just a faster calculator on some because it knows how to do math. That's one thing that it is a master of is math, because it's a freaking computer, and we can teach it math because math has set, you know, instructions and all that junk. Um, so if you need rules, you know, formulas, percentages, time zone stuff, um, you know, if you need to know if you're in one part of the world and you need to know the time zone in another part of the world, instead of having to look it up, I guess you ask Siri and, or chat GPT. I, I don't know how this is new. Anyway, um, it does all kinds of conversions and stuff. Well, that, that maybe it's like if you do the full math, like, hey, my plane or I'm taking off at this time. <laughs> the from train is where... leaving <laughs> Iowa at 952 a.m. carrying 95 people. In the but meantime. it ends up in, you know, California. So tell us the time difference. You know, like what time is it in California when you get there? Oh, yeah. That always confuses me. If you're yeah. looking for flights somewhere that change yes. time zones, like, wait, is it actually six hours or is that? Counting the time. Now I'm cross-eyed. Yeah. You know? So You yeah. know, I sat down and I figured it out once, but that was because we were only crossing like <laughs> two time zones. So that's uh, that's something. Anything but involving math. And I'm sure, you know, more complex math stuff. And yes. I mean, again, it does make sense and they are here to help. But you, ha you but... have to know what math you need it to use. So uh, anyway. Yeah. And uh, one more. Explaining complex topics using simple metaphors. Apparently it can do. So, you know, if you if you want to understand uh, blockchains and the Bitcoins and the Bitcoin mining and stuff like that, it can explain it to you by breaking it down. You can literally do the whole uh, explain like I'm five. There is a feature in chat GPT where you can say explain it to me like I'm five and it will break it down. And uh, you can ask it to use metaphors for whatever topic you want, which I'm totally here for. I love I love metaphors, but. That's uh, not bad, right? I don't, I don't want to agree. I know it. I know it. Neither do I. Neither do I. But man, that would be so helpful when it gets to those complex, uh, just anything that's very complex, because at one point I just stopped paying attention. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this, nope, you lost me. I'm done. I'm out. And See now, ya. I'm wondering other things. Can it, could it explain, like, I've always had a trouble, had trouble, um, learning how to like read music oh i've tried several times in my life from when i was a kid and i could just never wrap my head around it i've got i've even gone like to the books the uh, uh you know for dummies like the music for dummies yeah. and stuff like that or the complete idiot's guide or you know those types of things where they try to break it down real easy and at one point i i had it and i just lost my grasp on it and it was just so i wondered if it, if it could help with something like that and helping i don't you. know see here's where you know now Put that in a thing that follows me around the house. Uh, and then you know what? That's going to need to be able to hand me something every now and then. Might as well give it arms. No, no. You're and going then, too hey, far. Hold, hold on. No. I could use some help getting the groceries out of the car. It needs some sort of legs or a treadmill or something like that. Just make it humanoid so that it can follow me around. You know what? I'm lonely. I, robot. No. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I had to get it back to where we don't like this. So that's how I did that it. That absolutely worked because you know what? I can go with all without all of those things. If it's any of those things, but you make it a humanoid 
thing? No, I'm out. But that's game over. That's just it's just that slippery slope to it to is. us using you know the the little oh you know look Chat GPT can help you do your stupid math homework, but then all of a sudden you've got a robot assistant. But if it's gonna help me send emails. <laughs> That is like the bane of my existence. Right? Fantastic. Oh, gosh. What a conundrum. I what know. What an age we live in, as the as the man said once, mm, I guess. Yeah. All right. That's it for the AI. How about some ridiculous questions to cleanse the palate quick before yes, we get please. into our homework from last week? Uh, they say there are no dumb questions, but one time we did an entire three-hour show about whether a hot dog is a sandwich. Yes, we did. And yes, it is. So uh, how about a couple of more stupid questions like that? All right, I'm here for it. We're just going to rapid fire these. We can, we can uh, you know, discuss at will. I almost was going to put up this whole list for next week's homework, but we found something better. I think. Yeah. Um, all right, can you smell air? Um, yes. Yes? Yeah. Why? Um, salt water air. There's a smell. All right. All right. Boom. So, so this was a uh, first one. I win. I believe BuzzFeed did this and asked a whole bunch of people. And yeah, stuff like that. Sixty-eight percent of people said yes. So you're you're you know not in the minority in that one. Yeah. Um, Thirty-two percent said no. You can smell stuff in the air, but not the air itself. So the salt water in the air, but not the air. I stand by my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I'm not uh, going backwards here. I'm not backtracking. As we did to ruin the hot dog. Um, question we looked it up in the mixture of invisible orderless tasteless gases that surrounds the earth is the dictionary definition of air so odorless being in there yeah well the dictionary's wrong the dictionary's wrong it was just made up by some guy you know yep wrong book uh let's see is tea just dirty water no (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) dirty water dirty water is you know, after you soak in a bathtub or something, like, or wash dishes. Or, you know, throw dirt and It's not dirt. Leaves. It's herbs. It's, it's herbs. It's literally a plant from outdoors. Yeah, but it's it's not dirty. I'm sure they clean it before they take care of it. Put it in the little, little bag or whatever. Tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> Tea, just dirty water. 18% of the people polled said yes, it is. See, 18%. Nobody thinks it's dirty water. <laughs> Get out of here. I just think it's hilarious because, I mean, it is leaves from outside. I want to talk to somebody who drinks tea all the time and just be like, hey, do you consider that dirty water? And just see the expression on their face because I bet you they'd be like, you don't get out of here. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> you know. I feel the same way, though, when people call coffee bean water because, I mean, yeah. it is, but it's not. That's, yeah, it's you different. Know, uh, is, this one's deep. Is Santa having elves ethical? Okay, that's assuming they get room and board, but no actual money. But they're jolly. They're happy. Yeah, they what like they what they do. The, yeah. There's three jobs for elves. It's the big show at, at Santa's workshop. Yeah. You can make cookies yeah. or do shoes. We've all seen the movie Elf where they talk about the, yeah. you know, the jobs. I think, I think. It's I the think show. it's ethical. It's fine. It's yeah. the big show. That's where you And if they you make cookies to. too, that's good. But you don't want to be making shoes. They get so. all those toys and cookies, I'm sure, residuals. You know, everybody oh, gets, yeah. gets perks here and there. And room and, and board. And you live the there. Yeah. 
And you're happy all the time. It's, it's ethical. Great. It's fine. Uh, apparently, the poll was split. 53% said yes. 47% said no. Well, it was a BuzzFeed poll. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Is a smoothie really just baby food for adults? <laughs> I've, I've proofread this list before I read it, and it still didn't occur to me like it just did. Because it, yeah. It really is. Smoothies. Now I've ruined smoothies for everybody, but yeah. No, I'm here's still going to eat smoothies. I love smoothies. Here's your baby food. It's not baby food. Yeah? It's turning. What's, what you got in there? Strawberries and bananas and probably mostly apple. <laughs> a little bit of vegetable, I'm sure. Kale smoothie. It's a treat. Kale smoothie. No. That's full on, you know, strained oh, peas or whatever. Gosh. It's not baby food for adults. I used to steal adults. my sister's, uh, like, fruit baby food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, feeding her one for you, one for me. Yeah. Or it was like, here, look, see, I, it tastes good. And then the Homer Simpson thing, you're just... Where it's all gone, jar. yeah. Hold on, let me get another one. Oh, my gosh. Smoothies, just baby food for adults. It's not. It's not. Only 17% said yes to that. See? Uh, does a pizza taste better in a square or a circle? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think square. You think it tastes better in a square? Yeah. I can't. I love the square pizza, the Detroit style, yeah. and all that. It's fantastic. I think it's circle. Mm. I think it's just better in a circle. It's better in a square. Uh, seventy-five percent of people said circle. That's because seventy-five percent of people don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got no argument Don't know here. how to come up with an argument for but, it? Yep, um, yep, exactly. All right, and finally, is cereal soup? If you put milk in it, sure. <laughs> You're just done. It's the worst <laughs> list we've ever done. You're just done. I can see your face is just like, stop asking me these just terrible questions. Yeah, yeah. Is a cereal Is cereal soup? You put milk in there. You kind of let it soak all together. You you know the flavors mix. Yeah, but soup you cook. I do. I I, I do have to disagree. I can't say that cereal is soup. That's just going too far. You have to cook soup. You're not gonna cook your cereal. So it, no. It has to be like cook for a while. You know. You yeah. got your stock you and all that. You simmer it and all that. I mean, yeah. if you're letting soup simmer, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> or cereal. If you're letting cereal simmer, like, that's just gross. That's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you're leaving Ugh. it for any length of time, I mean, no. Just no. no. I'm not I'm not with that. I'm not about that life at all. No. All right. So there's uh, the ridiculous questions that we're sparing asking everybody all of you because. But you can put your two cents in. On the Facebook page, we I don't would mind. love to hear it. Yeah, is this, is cereal soup? I'm more curious about the uh, adult baby food smoothie <laughs> debate. It's absolutely adult baby food because it's not though. Why? It just isn't. Like a smoothie is a treat. You know, you're not gonna eat baby food as a treat. Babies might. <laughs> Babies don't have a choice. You know, when you when you get to the little fruit oh, ones, it's always gosh. the dessert. So, I'm just saying. No. I think it'd have, it'd have you. Hey, here's a quick, tasty way to get your nutrients as a treat for after you've done after you've done something. Here's a meal replacement that has all your nutrients right in it. It literally is. 
It is absolutely baby I food for adults. No, uh, it is just no. Somebody fix that. Give me an argument <laughs> for why it's not. I'll Help. delete it. I'll delete Help, it right off please. the Facebook page. Oh my god, I love it. That's fantastic. That's it. That's uh that's the ridiculous question. So oh, now thank God. I mean, you know, how do you follow that up except for with uh crazy lunch food from the nineties or from everybody's childhood. Yeah. It's not necessarily the nineties. That Maybe was the nineties before. The eighties. Let's see what we got here. Seventies. I absolutely forgot to have the answers correct. But uh weirdest thing in your lunchbox when you were a kid. I don't think there was anything in my lunchbox that was weird as a kid. Oh, I thought you were just gonna leave it at anything in your lunchbox. No. No. So, I um I barely brought my lunch to school. Most of the time I got like the cafeteria food in the like I think like three months that I brought my lunch to school, it was like the legit standard lunch, like peanut butter and jelly or bologna and cheese. Here's some crackers and maybe an apple. You know, it was legit stereotypical. That's there was great. Nothing weird. Nothing. That's great. Unless I left it from the day before and didn't eat it. Wow. That'd probably be the weirdest. I went to a school for three years that didn't have cafeterias. So oh, uh, had to that's bring, weird. I had to bring my own lunch yeah. all the time. So there was some odd stuff in there. All right. Um, so I would say one of the weirdest things I ever brought was the chip dip that my dad makes and has made forever. Yeah. Which is just a, a whole bunch of condiments together. Imagine like the, what is the Chick-fil-A sauce? Ketchup and mayonnaise, right? So imagine so. that with some uh, some good mustard in there and some garlic powder, even better. And of course. Perfect on potato chips. So I don't know how it wound up, but it just, in my lunchbox, I had some chips and there dip. you go. And for months afterwards, I had kids coming out to me. Do, do you have any more? You know, did you bring that chip dip again? Yeah. I was like, even if I did, I'm not sharing it with you. So right. Eat all my chip dip on me. So that, that's one of the weirdest things that I remember It's definitely bringing. unique. Yeah. And uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember anything that stuck out from like other classmates and stuff. But I'm sure there was over the years. But that's oh, of why, course. There's like, always somebody where yeah. you're like. Did you, that's your lunch? What did you bring? That's right. You know? Yeah. And then you see these fancy ones. Uh, what was it? There was a whole span for, what, like a year ago, all over Facebook and TikTok where moms were making fancy lunches for their kids. You remember that? Yeah, I do. There was a whole span was like of a that. TikTok thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was, like it was just thing. like, you're making sushi for your six-year-old? I mean, for your six-year-old, no. But Get the heck out of here. Do that for like your high school kid or something, like when they could, you know, really. Do that for me. Adopt me. me. <laughs> I need lunch too. Yeah, send me with some sushi. And yeah. Actually, I don't like sushi, so you keep that. But like the rest of the stuff, heck yes. So Snowman said uh, he made a peanut butter and tuna fish sandwich as a dare one day. No, that's disgusting. And he says he actually liked it. No. Ew. I don't like that at all. That's no. terrible. So, yeah, that's you. That You're that kid, right, I'm, Snowman, too? I'm you know? sorry, Snowman, but you just lost 50 points. <laughs> they just paid you to do all of the stuff at recess, didn't the they? The tuna fish and <laughs> peanut butter, and you actually liked it? <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, gosh. Oh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. James says, my mom used to give me butter and jelly sandwiches. Not peanut butter. Butter. Just butter. Three squares of butter and a layer of grape jelly, and it was awful. That does sound awful. That, that, oh, my gosh. Yikes. 
Uh, Don says, my mom gave us tofu hot dogs as punishment when we were bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like punishment. Well, you know what? You can't have real meat. Here you go. Uh, Suffer. Let's see here. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. (laughs) Uh, Steve says, "When when I was in high school, my mother put cookies in an empty styrofoam Big Mac container along with my sandwich. When I opened my lunch bag... Uh, with my friends in the in the cafeteria, they laughed their butts off when they saw how embarrassed I was because she used Big Mac container. Hey, it works, you know. Sandwich oh in there, God. cookies, you're set. Uh, Jerry and says, it closes, you know. Jerry says peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Oh man, I I love peanut butter and I love pickles, but I don't think that's something I could do. No, maybe. Maybe like a quick, but no. I don't think I could do it as a whole sandwich. I would have to do it as like a hold your breath and dive in type of like try it a little bit. To try it, I would have like a pickle and put peanut butter on it and try that. Yeah, that's what I mean. And if I could handle that, I still don't think I could do it it with a sandwich. You throw bread in there too? No. I don't know. I don't think so. I just, Uh, I don't think so. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Robert says, my mother forgot to take the wrapper off my cheese and my cheese sandwich once. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I can't get it. This is weird. <laughs> um, raw hot dogs, mayo, and cheese Whiz sandwiches. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a can of The pop- cheese Whiz. That's perfect. A can of soda wrapped in foil. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> the foil keeps it cold, I guess. Maybe. Did we used to think that foil kept things cold? I don't know. Probably. We thought a lot of things. Uh, lettuce and tomato sandwich. Okay, My mother it's like made a... me diet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that really yeah. says? Oh, oh my gosh. I was just thinking, oh, like BLT, but just no bacon. Just a just lettuce and tomato. Wow. Uh, it's pe- a salad sandwich. Peanut butter, apple, and Miracle Whip sandwich. Peanut butter, apple, and Miracle Whip? Miracle Whip, yes. Yeah. Well, the peanut butter and apple go together. Well, peanut butter and, and grapes do. Why wouldn't peanut butter with other fruits? Strawberries, grapes, yeah. apple. I don't think that would be banana. I don't think that would be bad. I'm not eating peanut butter and banana, but I would try peanut butter with apple. Yeah. Um, But the... Uh, Miracle Whip just throws you right off? Yeah, no, I yeah. hate Miracle Whip. That's just... Ter- I'm, I'm not big on mayonnaise at all anymore, Like, but even Miracle Whip just yeesh, yeesh. Butter and sugar sandwich on Wonder Bread... <laughs> Wow. I would eat that. Uh, let's butter see and sugar on on Wonder Bread, which is basically butter and sugar and flour. No, if you had given me that when I was like nine, I would have loved it. Nah, nah, I could do that now. <laughs> I could do that now. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. Well, good. Then we know we don't have to spend too much money. That's right. Uh, Elaine says eggplant parm sandwich. Not weird for a little Italian kid, but... Uh, you know, ever, not everybody thought she was weird, but she—it was unique. That was yeah, absolutely. Was and then bringing it to school, someone might be like, you know, where's your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Same. Yeah. Uh, pack of cigarettes, thermos of coffee, four sandwiches, bottle of aspirin. Dad accidentally grabbed mine. <laughs> nice. That kid's got cigarettes over there. I love it. Uh, Brando says his stepmother had this thing where uh, she put strawberries in the lunchbox, and to get us to eat them, she would fill the sandwich bag with sugar. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you're dipping strawberries in sugar? Yeah. 
strawberries wow. are good yeah. and sweet enough as they are. They don't need the extra sugar. Oh, man. So, I mean, I'll, I'll put the extra sugar on there. That's fine. Brando says totally a tremendous amount of sugar. He's like, but got me to eat them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and he had kids asking for it for his, in his lunches. It's perfect. <laughs> Trading this bag of sugar. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great, Brando. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Uh, Paul says je- peanut butter and jelly and cheese sandwich. And he says his older brother <laughs> told him it was cool. No. So he always asked for it, even though it was horrible. <laughs> Paul. Your brother's mean. He goes, I found out years later he was joking with me. Love you, bye. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man, that's... That's horrible. That's great. That's... Oh, my God. Found out years later. <laughs> my brother How many told me sandwiches cool. did you just kind of scarf down? Because you're oh, like freaking terrible. Uh, but I'm gonna eat it because he said it was cool. He said it was cool, and you know the the older siblings know, so oh you do what God. they say. That's oh god, that's a great answer, Paul. That that's just fantastic. That's a winner right there. Oh man, uh, Brian from England got one too. He says when he was in middle school, they were on a field school or a field school, a field trip, a school mm-hmm. field trip. Uh, they went to the zoo. And one of the other kids came on the trip with just a box of frozen fish sticks. Do <laughs> <laughs> you got a microwave I can heat these up in? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well done, Mom. Or Dad or Grandma or whatever it was. No, they'll thaw throughout the day. It's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to eat those raw, man. Oh, my God. That's a good one, too. Nicely done, Brian. Uh, Paul. That was, that's oh my god! How, how many? I need to know. I mean, you don't have to tell everybody. You could just text me, but I need to know how he many. He said he found out years later. How many of them like... sandwiches did you eat? Like, can you estimate. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so bad. What a, that is a great brother prank. I mean, it really is. It, that is that is a great brother prank. That should be on a sitcom somewhere. That should be a joke, you know, it, somewhere on TV or. It movies. will be. That is you great. know, yeah. All right. Fantastic job with the homework this week. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that uh, was phenomenal. Weirdest food in your lunchbox when you were a kid. That was a, that was a fun one to do. Uh, we're going to go throwing it back again, as we do. Yeah, we like to. Love the you know love thinking about the past and all of that stuff. This time we're going a little bit more adult, a little more grown-up themed. Yeah. Uh, what's something you used to order at a... Oh, I just thought. My dad used to give me bologna and ketchup sandwiches on white bread. I don't know if that's weird to everybody, but I'm pretty sure it is. Bologna and ketchup. Yep. Hmm. Bologna and ketchup. That just popped into my head. So that's what I used to take to school all the time. I can't say that's weird. Do you eat bologna and ketchup too? Okay. So maybe it's not weird. It just feels weird to me looking back because. Um, I don't, I don't think it's that weird. Um, only because that your mention of that unlocked a memory, you did know? You, yeah. Did you like it? I did not eat bologna and ketchup sandwiches. I ate ketchup sandwiches. <laughs> but it was before I went to school. It was when I was younger than that. Yes. It, it was bread, Marquip, cheese, and ketchup. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's probably why I don't care for ketchup anymore. Yeah, well, stop eating Miracle well, Whip, too. <laughs> Damn. That's, wow, that's terrible. Oh, my gosh. Right. I cannot believe that I... Uh, that, that just popped, that just in popped my in my head. head right? Just like mine, for some reason. The bologna yeah. and ketchup jumped in there. 
right at the end. Ketchup sandwiches, All right. man. <laughs> All right. yeah, I mean, hey, it's abundant ketchup. You know, cheap meals. You got all those it's... packets just floating around at the bottom of the fridge. <laughs> That's right. Just squirt one of those the on drawers. there. That's so <laughs> disgusting. All right. That's a great way to wrap it up, too. So what is uh, for the new one, for the new question for next week? Uh, something you used to order at a bar that you would never, ever order now. I got a long list for that. There is a, a bit of a list. So this just kind of hit me recently, probably when we were on the cruise. I was thinking of this because it was like, oh, you know. Yeah, we're all gathered together. We're celebrating birthdays. Hey, you know, let's do a round of shots for everybody and, yeah. you know, look around the table. And it's like, okay, well, nobody here is in their 20s. And you start really narrowing it's down like, the shots well, so that you're about do, to do. can't do that one. Oh my we're God, definitely nobody, not doing that. Nobody would want one of those. Yeah. I can never have a Jaeger bomb ever again in my life because yeah. I just can't drink Red Bull anymore. Yeah. Thank you so much, 2000s. But, you know, so, like, something that you just... Used to order at a bar all the time. And you can't. I have more answers for this one, as will Naomi, I'm sure, for next Oh, yeah. Week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, something used to order at a bar that you would never order now. And I'm thinking of, like, a couple of more and more flooding in as I'm as I'm just reading that off the, off mm-hmm. the screen. So, uh, what is something you used to order at a bar that you would never order now? Sorry for making you feel like crap about getting older. That's all right. It, misery loves company. We're all in the same boat here, you know? As, uh, what is it, Smash Mouth said, the days keep, the days <laughs> start coming and they don't stop coming. We That's did what watch Shrek recently, That's as right. I said at the top of the show. <laughs> See how many more Shrek references we can cram in before Every the time we one. do, you have to take a shot That's right. That's right. of one of the drinks that you wouldn't drink again. <laughs> Full circle, guys. Full circle. There you go. Okay, uh, so looking forward to that one. I'm going to try to have that answer or that uh, that post up as soon as possible. Really going to try to stay on top of that one because Snowman's been calling my bluff and just commenting anywhere. Well, good. You know, <laughs> no, make... I love it because at least he's thinking of us. And... Not only that, but makes you go searching for your... That's it's right. like searching for clues. You get a notification. It's like, oh, I think I know where he left. Nope. Nope, not there. So get it is it there? Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's on a post from but two weeks ago. That is dedication that we appreciate like yes. crazy. So yes. I also have been, oh, you know what? I didn't even think of this until just now. I have been putting up the uh, question on Spotify again. Oh, okay. I know we have a handful of listeners, a good handful of listeners on Spotify. So so you want to see if anybody left a comment on yeah, there? Oh, thank um, God. Nobody did. Okay, there you oh, go. You oh. can. You can. But I'm just, I'm happy that I didn't miss any now. Yeah. So Can't uh, forget about anybody yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Luke and Naomi on air you on know, the Facebook page. Go there. Hopefully, I'll have the post up by the time you're hearing this, and you can answer the question. You know, Snowman's just gonna go on Spotify <laughs> and leave his answer now. <laughs> I love it. Go right at. Go right at. Uh, All right, fantastic. So uh, there you go. That uh, that covers everything up until the review time, huh? How do we transition into this? I just, I never, uh, I never know how to transition into Naomi's Under a Rock Review of Gangs of New York. That's right. I'm excited for this. I, I was happy to watch Gangs of New York. So we don't always have, you know, the 11 hours to watch a Martin Scorsese film, basically. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't matter how long the movie is. The fact is, while I'm taking notes, I press pause so I can write down some notes and then start the movie. So this becomes a 
whole afternoon evening event. It usually does, yeah. So when the movie's already a really long movie, like it it adds a good without exaggeration, a good twenty five minutes to, to Oh, I think it's more than that. I felt <clears throat> like it almost added an hour yesterday. Maybe yeah, because it was a longer movie. So yeah, yeah depending on, on which film, but I'd say on average twenty minutes, fifteen, twenty minutes, something yeah. like that. So, uh, Gangs of New York, 2002, Martin Scorsese, you got Daniel Day-Lewis, I believe he won an Oscar for it, DiCaprio's in it, he's really good in it, Cameron Diaz is there. <laughs> um, I, I love the, I, for a, a really, really long movie, I love the historicalness of it, it's fairly accurate, too, in, in a lot of the tellings of the goings-on of the day in the 18, it's 1862, I think, yeah. the, the majority of the movie's set. So, uh, pumped to watch it again. And uh, that's it. Take it away. Let's uh, yeah. let's hear what you, uh, um, what you got. So let's see how well I took notes because I felt like I didn't take as many notes as I normally do. And then I was scrolling through this and went, nah, I took a lot of notes. I thought you did pretty well. Um, so we'll see how well uh, I keep the storyline moving here. Um, so first thing off the bat I noticed was the snow. And the snow in the movie was definitely making me cold. Um, <laughs> well, they... They honestly, the scene. well, they did a good job with that. You hear the snow crunch, you see the snow kind of fall around the boots and, and all of that, where it legit, like, reminded me of winter in the north. And I'm like, this, this sucks. I'm yeah. cold. Where's my blanket? <laughs> um, anyway, so it looks like we're going into battle and going to kill each other over this area. You know, is this like turf wars or something? You know, you've got whatever. Everybody's about to. You know, there's going to be a bloodbath here. Turf wars, religious wars, political wars. It's yeah, all. Yeah, it basically, all kind of it was just let's all fight each other. All of it kind of combined, yeah. Um, so right off the bat, everything's pretty brutal. Everybody's basically killing each other. They, you know, gave you some good shots. It was like slashing people in the face. Some girl with the claws. It just is like, oh, just. Hellcat Maggie, that's that character's yep. name. Yeah, and uh, just a lot of blood and death starting things off. Um, so we got the priest guy. He was the leader of the dead rabbits. Priest Valen. Yeah. And, uh, he's killed. He gets stabbed. I actually thought he was going to be a main character in this movie. Um, so guess not. That went down the drain <laughs> real fast there. Liam Neeson as uh, Priest Valen. Yeah, yeah. And I recognize that was him right away. Just because anytime he opens his mouth, you hear that voice and you go, oh, the Taken guy. Yeah. Okay. That makes <laughs> taken sense. Taken guy. Yeah. For yeah. real at this point. Yes. Um, said though, the poor kid like had to watch him die, you know, then that kid ends up running off. Uh, he's got the knife that killed his father. Is the priest his father? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure because, you know, a priest is a father, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I was a little confused there, but I, I didn't know if he was an orphan and like the priest had taken him in or what the case, or if it was legit his father. Um, honestly, it probably doesn't matter either way. Um, all right. So now we see the kid all grown up, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or Amsterdam, um, we're in New York city. It's the civil wars going on. Yeah. It um, goes from like, from whenever to 1862 is when, yes. is when DiCaprio it arrives and you know, he's grown up and all that. Yeah. And so, you know, um, again, civil wars going on. There's a lot of protesting in the streets. You know, both sides of people, you know, wanting the Civil War and not wanting it. And it's just, it, it, it's honestly just kind of a bummer, you know, <laughs> just kind of a, just sad. Something a little know? too familiar Yeah. about all that, right? And then 
the, the sadness that follows like the Irish hate. You've got all these like Irish folk getting off the the boats into New York City to you know start a new life and all that. There's signs about New York City being overrun by the Irish. There's families like getting off the boats and people are like throwing rocks and fruit and all of that kind of stuff and it's just like geez can you imagine traveling to a new area and just being bombarded like that like that sucks that sucks um so then you know amsterdam's over there and connects with an old friend that had um saved him in the beginning yeah Uh, he was running away from the from the police or from the uh from Bill the Butcher's guys. He was running yeah. away back into like the church missionary thing. To and go this underground. kid saved him. Yeah, the kid you know. tripped up a bunch of guys and gave him, you know, the, the time to get away. Yeah. So he meets up with him, which is pretty cool. Like, hey, you remember me and all of that. All right. So we got a little bit of like storytelling about what's happening in the area since I guess Amsterdam left and came back. Um,. So you got all the firefighters that fight with each other. <laughs> uh, that is a ridiculous scene beyond belief. Uh, my next note just said, what the heck? Is everyone just one big fight in this movie? Everything just one big fight in this movie? Everybody fighting everyone? There is a great line as the movie is starting where it's, uh, it's DiCaprio's voiceover. Something about uh, the city at that point wasn't much of a city except for maybe like the forge that could start, you know, that a city could emerge from. Yeah. Because it was just, it was just uh, war chiefs and, and different crews and, yeah. and all of that stuff, which is just intense to really think about. To think of New York City yeah. as, uh, you know, and being so unsettled and, and just crazy. Yeah. Well, that, and again, the, the firefighting scene too, where you've got, you know, one team of firefighters basically arrive on the scene of this house fire to to um uh put out the fire and everything and then you've got um the next group that comes rushing in and instead of either one of them fighting the fire they just start attacking each other and then you've got some guy who put like a barrel over the fire hydrant and is sitting there so nobody can get it actually to the water yeah, and it's that just was, like wow what the heck is going on? And then while the fire is happening, you got people going in there and looting and just like taking stuff, you know, it, it just, it was insane. There was a lot of like just random, like insane um, scenes throughout this movie, basically quilt work of insanity. <laughs> yeah, um, very uncivilized at the time. Yeah. yeah. So now we get to this bar scene, this gambling, card playing scene, all that. That was a little intense. Um, Amsterdam and his friend um, end up coming face to face with the butcher, the the guy who killed the priest in the beginning. Bill the butcher cutting. Yeah. And uh, so Amsterdam and and the butcher kind of make eye contact and Amsterdam kind of looks away and is basically just saying, you know, are they basically are just saying, you know, uh, you know, not much of a man, you know, won't look me in the eye kind of thing. Um, But it doesn't seem like the butcher knows who Amsterdam is, which is probably a good thing, Um, but still very, very tense situation. Uh, And now we get to a good fight scene. Um, the older guy, the, I, I don't even know who he is. He just, he's 
bald and just kind of stumpy. I don't even know who he is. Um, He's one of Bill the Butcher's buddies. Uh, are you trying to look it up? Yeah, because of the of all of the players in the movie. I just call him the old guy throughout the entire movie. Everybody else has a name. The Butcher. McGloin, the Barber. The short Irish guy, McGloin. Probably. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. He's bald and he just looks like a weasel. Yes. Um, that guy insults Amsterdam. So they're going to have a little brawl. And of course they have this sophisticated fight. Like they're both getting ready to fight and all that. And they throw off their jackets. You know, <laughs> the fists are up and the fists are up. And it reminded me of, oh, brother, we're out there where they got like the one arm way out there yeah. and it's kind of ro- like the old school style of boxing that it was legit just looks goofy that's though. how they fought but anyways that's what these guys did oh brother where art thou that's great that's yeah a good pull that's, because that's the first thing i thought of <laughs> yeah uh so amsterdam throwing a bunch of punches doing pretty good that's awesome old guy is gonna get his butt beaten here um it was a very intense fight there um, it, then was. it was a good one. Then we meet Jenny, Jenny the pickpocketer there, uh, Cameron Diaz, yep, right? Jenny Everdeen. Yeah. Um, she just shows up at some rich person's house and then acts like she's a maid, sneaks in the back door and is basically robbing them right in front of them. In broad daylight. Yeah. Just love stealing it. everything. Yeah. Um, and I love the scene as that's happening too. Uh, the voiceover is talking about how every job has a name. And yeah. so, like, there's a name for her because she's a pickpocket, and that's, like, a bludger. And then um, there's when she goes into the upscale people's houses and pretends she's a maid and steals from them, that's called a turtle dove. Yeah, I was just going to say turtle dove. And, yeah. and, you know, he, he runs off a list of, like, four or five other ones also during that scene, too. It's just great. Yeah, but that's what she did. She just, like, she didn't even break in. She walked in and just stole a bunch of stuff. Um, and then I had a little note about being a little jealous of the rich people because even in the 1800s, everything looked really fancy. <laughs> you knew they had money. They I probably was like, still oh, okay. smelled bad. Yeah, probably. On it's some the 1800s. Level. Yeah, we all did, you know. Uh, so the barber, we see the barber who um, back in the beginning, the first like scene of the movie like opens the door for the priest and everybody as they're heading off to this uh, turf war and, and all of that. Uh, the barber definitely knows who Amsterdam is. There is no denying that. Um, and at this point, I realize that Amsterdam has got to be plotting his revenge, right? Like he's getting close to the butcher because he's going to kill him and, you know, claim all of this, all this turf, the, the five points, that whole area, um, and then just basically run everything. Yeah. And then, you know, avenge his father's death and, and all of that stuff. That's got to be the point. Um, Monk, uh, that's his name. Brendan Gleeson as Monk, the, the barber's name. Okay. Yes. He's the barber. Um, so uh, the corruption is just horrible in this town, and we get to see a lot of that in those scenes. Oh, man. Um, get to the point where it's like, we got to hang a few people to get the residents off my back. Okay, how many? Uh, four. Okay, say no more. We'll get you four people to Three or hang. Four. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> four. That's, that's really messed up. It is. There's a lot of like messed up scenes like that throughout that's, this uh, movie. Boss Tweed is, is the guy who says, you know, we've got to hang some people. Yeah. Or something like that. He also has the line in the movie where it's something along the lines of... Um, 
uh, we've got to uphold the law even if we have to break it to do it or something like yeah. that. Or but between that and then there maintain maintain the the um, illusion of law and order or something like that. Even if we have to break the law to do it, something yeah, it's just crazy. Between that and then you know again they're they're buying votes of people that uh, come into town and it's just you can you know there's a lot of corruption going on here and it's all you know political and money and and all of that and you know it's the 1800s come on man yep pretty much even the politicians were their own gangs yeah you know, the, the whole tammany hall thing which is just, i don't know anything about other than you know from what's in this movie it just makes me want to learn so much about new york city and like that kind of crazy like history what really stuff. happened back yeah. then yeah, yeah. For real. Um, all right, so we get to the dancing scene. Um, not a fan of this. Uh, so we got uh, Jenny, the pickpocketer, and oh, she's the pretty one. So we're gonna sit her down. She's gonna have a mirror. All the guys are gonna kind of line up, and she's gonna, you know, either yes, dance with them, or no, she doesn't want to dance with them. So uh, first, she put should have picked Amsterdam's friend, that you know, that sweet guy that liked her, you know. <laughs> but no, she wanted to pick Amsterdam and. He didn't like her and all that kind of stuff. But it was just such an awkward scene. And then the dancing part was awkward. First of all, they're all holding candles. And they're dancing between, like, wooden handrails and staircases. Oh, yeah. All the old, like, dusty wood that they make sure they show you is old and dusty. And then, you know what we should have here? Extra fire. That's right. But also, like, you can't move around. You're dancing in, like, a... a between two. Yes. Catwalks. Yes. Who decided this? It's great. It's the only space they had, apparently. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Great. Perfect. <laughs> um, now we're moving on to the theater scene. That got really intense, too. Um, so it's, uh, I don't remember what the play was that was like being portrayed. Story, it's, it's like a story of Lincoln and, yeah. and stuff like that. But I feel like it was called like Uncle Tom. Or... Oh, was it Uncle Tom's Cabin? Yes. That's yes. what it is. Okay. So that's the, the show that was being put on. Um, they've got Lincoln and of course you've got a very riled up group of people here who, um, don't care about the story or anything they just came there to make a scene and all that and they're throwing fruits and veggies and tomatoes and everything on stage and they're yelling about um just the whole civil war in general um you've got all that going on but you get this very uncomfortable eerie feeling as well so um shout out to the director for that because yeah you could definitely feel like something bad was coming in this situation well i forgot his name i knew it was some, i was gonna say <laughs> sorcerer and i was like that ain't Martin right scorsese yeah um <laughs> you've got naomi's approval yes you did <laughs> you know that that's very valuable <laughs> there please don't trade it in well done marty uh, <laughs> so you've got this very uncomfortable eerie situation and i was trying to place it because i don't think it's in like i don't think you hear music that gives you an eerie feeling i don't maybe it's just the the way the cameras are moving or something you just know something's going to happen and sure enough the butcher gets shot um he gets shot it's it's just it's such a chaotic scene as it happened. Yeah. You know, he got shot what looked like in the chest, 
I mean, we find out later it's his shoulder, but still, it's a bad shot. There's blood all over him, and you're thinking, well, this is the end of this guy. Right. You know, so what happens next with all these political gangs and, and all of that kind of stuff? Um, but we end up going to a party because that's what you do after you get shot. It's party time. <laughs> Drinks all around. Um, lots of naked women everywhere. Um, it's basically just a, a celebration that he lived, I guess. I guess you know. Um, so this is where Jenny and Amsterdam end up hooking up, which we kind of figured was only a matter of time oh, anyway. Surprise, the leads got together. Yeah, huh. Didn't see that one coming. Um, Then it's awkward. Okay, so they end up hooking up. They fall asleep. The butcher comes in where Jenny and Amsterdam are are sleeping in this bed, and he's just, like, sitting in a rocking chair or a regular chair or something, just staring at um, Amsterdam until he gets up, which is just creepy. Basically tells Amsterdam the whole story about – killing the priest and how it was like the only um the only man he killed that was worth remembering was this guy um just because they like fought nobly together i i I don't know not together because they were against each other talked about um how he fought him before yeah and the priest had spared his life and, like, he felt shame or whatever and ended up cutting out his eye and, like, giving it to the, the priest. I don't know. Really weird stuff. Yeah. You know? Basically ends in the idea that the butcher's basically admitting to Amsterdam that he's like a son to him. Where it's just, I never had a son. And by the end of that, ends up patting him on the head and kisses his head or something like that. You can tell. there's a, He's basically calling him his son at that point. Um, and, and, you know, just something's going to go down with that because again, Amsterdam knows this guy killed his father Oh yeah, and is just playing this game of, you know, no, it's cool. (laughs) It's cool, dad. (laughs) Cool, buddy. We're, we're friends now, all that. Um, so we know it's gotta be coming up. Amsterdam is going to end up killing the butcher. Uh, and then Jenny, you know, she ends up waking up or was awake through this and just didn't say anything. Um, Jenny's asking him who he is. Who are you? She who says. Who are you? Like, who are you? And like, yeah, there's don't know. there's a moment of like silence there. I paused it right then and there, and I wrote a note and I just said, "I'm yelling, don't you dare say it. <laughs> you can't trust her. You just met her, and you guys what? You banged. You know that doesn't. No, do not tell her. That's a bad idea. Thank God he doesn't. But I didn't trust him on that one. I thought he would. You know. I don't know. You know, guys do dumb things for girls. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, so Amsterdam's friend is the one that ends up ratting him out. Probably has something to do with the fact that he liked Jenny. A little jealousy there, you think? he saw them hooking up. You think? So, yeah, yeah. The stupid things that guys do for girls, you know, that's one of them right there. Hey, you're going to get your friend killed because you were a little jealous. You couldn't... You can hold on to your jealousy just a little bit. Well, what ended up happening to Johnny? <laughs> we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> All right, so now it's going to cost him his friend's life. He just basically tried to kill his friend, you know, the same guy who saved him from a burning building earlier. When we are talking about the firefighters all fighting and all that yeah. stuff, they went in to loot, and Amsterdam ended up saving his life, you know, 
But no. No, that's fine. Get him killed because you're jealous. That's cool. All right. Where am I? <laughs> I, was, I was a little mad about that one. Uh, it's that not a under a rock review without Naomi scolding one of the main characters. Yeah, he's not. He's a <laughs> supporting. co-star. He's a yeah, supporting. supporting actor. Oh, that's great. All right. So now with everything going down the way that it is. Um, so Amsterdam ratted it out. Or not Amsterdam. Amsterdam's friend went to the butcher and basically said, do you know who Amsterdam really is? And, and told him. So now we get to the scene where um, it's another celebration because it's always fighting and parties. That's all that's going well, on the in next this entire party is movie. the anniversary of the battle with Priest Valen. Yes. So it's that whole celebration. Yes. So, you know, they call the butcher on stage because he's amazing, you know, trick shot with the knives and all of that kind of stuff. They want to see him throw the knives and all that. And he calls up Jenny, his first assistant, up on the stage. So my first thought is, oh, okay, well, he's going to kill her. Yeah. You know, if I if he kills her, you know, it's basically getting at Amsterdam, at least getting under the skin a little bit there. I figured he would just pretend to, like, accidentally mess up or something like that. Um, uh, he'd probably do that if, if he's, you know, going to hurt Amsterdam now that he knows who he really is. Um, so he doesn't end up killing her. But he does cut her neck. Like, that, that's pretty intense Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, you know, he's, he put a scare into her because she had been with him. Yes. You know, but then he had found out that, that Amsterdam is, is Valen's kid, so now he's pissed at both of them yeah you know so he gave her a little bit of, of a fright yeah but i mean he cut her neck like yeah. that's scary beyond belief um amsterdam has got to know at this point you know this is how it's this is the battle here we go here we go like this is coming um <gasps> my next note says oh shit i didn't expect that <laughs> All right, so that is at the point where um, the butcher is doing his, like, usual ritual where he pours his drink and lights it on fire and has his little speech that he does. Yeah. Um, and so we're at that point. So Amsterdam throws a knife from behind his back as um, the butcher is going to take the drink. But the butcher knows and sees what's happening. Sees the knife come in and then blocks it, then throws another knife and says, that's a wound. <laughs> because earlier in the movie, when the butcher is taking Amsterdam basically under his wing, the butcher's, you know, cutting up a pig and basically explaining that, you know, the pig's flesh is the closest you can get to the human's flesh. And then talking about where the liver is and the lungs and the stomach and all that. And then showing him, like, what's basically, like, here. A kill you, shot. Yeah, yeah, this is a kill. This is a kill. This is a kill. This is a wound. So he basically did the same thing to him. Like, hey, I'm not going to kill you, but there's your wound, you know. Um, got Amsterdam right in the belly. Um, wounded him. Did not kill him, which that I was really surprised. Like, it just. He should have. Well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, he should have killed him, but you know that was just not what I was expecting at all. I did not see that coming. And then you know he carries him, gets his goons to carry him, throw him on the this big table, and is basically like yelling to the crowd, "What should we do with this guy?" You know, 
uh, ends up burning his face so, you know, everyone will know he'll stand out. And just a reminder, like, hey, you messed with me kind of thing. Yep. All right, so now Amsterdam has been resting for months on end after being burned and stabbed and and all of that. Looks like he's going to bring back his father's tribe or gang, whatever you want to call them, the dead rabbits. Um, He ends up hanging a dead rabbit in town. And the butcher sees this and is basically telling the cops, like, you got to go after this guy for this. And then Amsterdam comes back and kills that cop. Uh, Definitely kind of sending a message there that he is not scared of what the butcher plans to no do. No shake and here. bake there, right? No. John C. Riley is, is the cop she's talking about. So one of his, uh, before he went to comedy, John C. Riley in a couple Which of serious crazy. movies. As soon as Naomi saw him, and he's it's in the beginning, in the opening of the movie, where they're marching through the tunnels of the of the missionary and stuff. And, you know, he's all geared up to fight. Naomi's like, she just gives me this look like, is that really John C. Riley? Yeah. Yes, it is. Cal Naughton Jr. It's just, it's so weird to see him in serious roles. And, like, he does good in them. But I know him as... Uh, as Cal uh, Naughton Jr. and uh, uh, whatever, Dale from... Is it Dale or is he... No, he's Dale, right, from Step Brothers? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. I just know he's in Step Brothers. He's the Step Brother. Dragon. Like, Or Nighthawk. <laughs> that's how I know him. Yeah, you it know? is. It, so it's, it's gotta be so strange. it's so weird. To see him, and then especially because like, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but with like his hair, he's a goofy looking guy. Yeah, right. You know, to play a serious role when I know you as a, a jokester, and you look goofy. Come on. That's right. You know. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So Amsterdam uh, kills the cop, kills him. Um, definitely sending that message. Uh, he's got to win this war, right? I mean, he's the underdog, so he's got to be the hero of this story, right? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this movie is going to take us, and we've got more left than I thought. Uh, so uh, the barber is going to be sheriff. We've gotten to that point yes. here, where um, basically they're going to hold an election, and they want an Irishman to to win the election. Yeah. At this point, uh, the boss Tweed has has turned on Bill the Butcher. Yes. And is aligned with DiCaprio and his dead rabbits. Let's get one of your Irishmen elected. Uh, yeah. So that we can get the Irish vote for Tammany Hall and try to get some some semblance of order while we're also robbing everybody blind, basically. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so only right after that, you know, the, the barber is, is going to be sheriff and all of this. The butcher is, is standing out there while uh, the barber is standing by the door and everything. And, you know, he, he's basically trying to get him to come out so that they can have a fight. And the uh, barber is like, you know, yelling to the townsfolk, you know, do you see what he's trying to do and, and all of that? And basically looks at the butcher and is like, come on, let's, let's go inside and try to settle this. And as soon as he turns his back, the butcher throws an axe in his back, which that I was really bummed. I liked the barber. Um, he's I, great. Yeah, I Men liked a few of his, yeah. his lines and everything. And he just... He seemed like he was doing the best with the cards he was dealt. Yeah. You know, so you you want him to make it to the end, but no, because, you know, this is one of those, this is Game of Thrones in 2002. <laughs> Basically, everybody's got to die, apparently. Um, I guess we should have saw that coming, though, because it's not like the butcher is very civil. Um, 
At this point, I said something about I thought we were going to get a happy ending, but I'm a little bummed because I doubt that's going to happen. All right, so we got the funeral uh, for the barber, you know, the the carriages going through the town, yeah. And um, the butcher, I don't know if he says anything, but he ends up spitting, you know, and Amsterdam's all fired up, run, runs, walks fast over to him and just goes, challenge. The butcher says, challenge accepted. Ooh, that was tough. That was that was a good scene in this movie. <laughs> Very challenge. Tense, yeah. Challenge Very accepted. Scene. And that was it. That's just that. Badass. Liked it. Uh, so then they end up negotiating the terms of the fight. Again, very sophisticated. They, When they talk about fighting, they get serious about this. It's like basically drawing up the plans for the duel. You know, what time are we doing this? What weapons are allowed? All of this kind of stuff. At this point, I'm, I'm really hoping Amsterdam wins. You know, you got to have that happy ending or at least a not-so-terrible ending because <laughs> this movie has been pretty deep and bumming me out at this point. Not-so-terrible ending. I like it. Yeah. Well, like, they're always fighting, and there will always be fighting, and we'll never all get along, and um, there will always be the underdogs in society, and the only way to climb that ladder is to buy your way up, and it would just... It's just bringing me down, man. <laughs> bringing me down a little bit. That's great. All right, we're getting to the end here. We've got mobs running amok in the city. You got two big gangs about to fight, you know, and and these mobs have have gotten out of control. I mean, they're breaking build or breaking into buildings. They're stealing. They're looting. They're just killing people. It's just, um, just all hectic and and crazy so you've got that you got the mobs running around you got two big gangs and they're walking up about to fight you have the police force coming in all of this and all of a sudden freaking cannons start going off because of the uh of the it was actually draft riots from the first ever uh, military draft yes. in the U.S. Well, that's how, like, the <clears throat> mob started. Yeah, the shop owners were so mad because they thought, uh, first of all, they were against the war with the South in the first place because some supply lines and they sent goods down, got goods from, you know, so, yeah. like, you know, local merchants were real nervous about that. But then, of course, now you're shipping all the customers out and then the yeah. family members and stuff like that. So there were, that was a legit historical uh, accuracy in the movie. All about to fight and cannons start going off. <laughs> yeah, it's the last thing you really expect because you kind of they they mention something about the ships in the harbor with the cannons yeah. and, and like that, and then you just totally forget about yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't time. care. You have other things to worry there about. A, they do another like huge lead up to the fight, march through the building, and all of yeah. that stuff that really takes your mind off anything but then, that confrontation. <sighs> yeah, cannons. Yeah. My next note just says, what the hell is happening? <laughs> um, because that's basically how I was feeling. All right. So the cannons are going a- off. There's dust, dirt. Nobody can see anything. But you know that Amsterdam and the Butcher are still going to fight. They are, you know, this is serious. This is sophisticated. This is the noble way to do it or whatever they say, honorable or whatever from the beginning. Um so they do. You see the butcher like come run up and like slice the back of Amsterdam's leg, you know, and then do it again. And it's it's very intense. And it's at that point I was just holding my breath. I'm like, well, this is not gonna have a happy ending. It just 
It's not. I mean, again, it doesn't really. But Amsterdam does get to stab the butcher. <laughs> so we do get that revenge or avenge of his father's death or whatever you want to call it. Uh, either way, that does happen, even though it's... It doesn't happen in the the traditional way. Yeah, it's sort of hollow because the cannons helped. Between the cannons helping and it, yeah, just it doesn't matter. He got to stab him. Okay, you know they he he got to put the blade into the butcher who freaking deserved it because he was just a bad person. Ruthless, Ruthless you know, is a great, great word. Yeah. I think. All right, and then let's talk about Jenny because she's walking back into the scene now. So Jenny tried to escape and run off to San Francisco when Amsterdam was hurt with his his stomach wound yeah, when he was and recovering. all of that. Yes, um, Jenny was basically saying, "Hey, I saved ten cents from every dollar that I have made since I was like a kid. I've got all this money." Let's go to San Francisco. You can find gold in the rivers and stuff like that. And she is just ready to go. Yeah. And he is, no, I'm, I'm, I am doing this duel. I am doing this fight. We will go after. So anyway, she packs up her bag, which probably has all her money in it. Um, she's dressed, whatever. And she's trying to get down to the docks in the middle of all this fighting and chaoticness. Riots, yeah. Yes. Um, she tried. To get to the docks. But at one point, someone goes, grab her briefcase, suitcase, whatever. She ends up without it. She got robbed. The pickpocketer got robbed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. that That's poetic justice, isn't it? Sure. You know? I did feel a little bit bad, though, because she was really trying to escape that life, you know? But... You're leaving at the worst possible time. Man, you should have just stayed inside or something, waited it out for a day. I don't I don't know. Bad idea. Yeah, the whole city just exploded. Uh, yeah, I guess, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be for her. She wasn't meant to go there. No, and then it's really sad at I, the end, you know. Everybody's basically dead, and they're laying candles on it so you can see the person that you can, you're can you weeping over. Just, ugh. I choose to believe that Jenny had the money on her person and not in the in the bag. You know, like just like they she didn't did with leave the New York, so I'm saying <laughs> no. Like you she got what? robbed. You don't really know what happened afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> We're sitting there watching the grass grow over the gravestone, so I'm gonna say they never made it out of New York, um, because I don't believe this movie had a happy ending. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and that's it. That's you know, we we get to watch everybody die. Um, uh, Amsterdam do a nice little uh, monologue at the end and, and that's it. It's over. Watch uh, the butcher buried next to the priest from earlier and just the, the city grow around it and everyone kind of forget the history behind it. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a hell of an ending I like. It was an intense ride of a movie from start to finish. It really was. For how long it was and how much of it was based on talking, um, was a very intense movie. The the visuals there at the end with the the yeah. evolution the evolution of New York and like where all that happened and like he says you know just washed over by history and yeah you know you watch the skyline start growing bridges come in and the gravestones in the front part of the scene just start breaking apart and getting overgrown with weeds and all that and it's 
Uh, doesn't leave a good feeling in your stomach. It really yeah, doesn't. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's it, right? That's it. All right. So that's uh, that wraps up the uh, Under a Rock review of Gangs of New York. So as, as usual, I'd like to say, you know, thank you for watching Gangs of New York. Yeah. Um, let's jump right to our bonus review questions. Did you like it? Um, the movie was very well done. I did not like it. I don't, it, it just bummed me out. <laughs> that's, a, that's great. I, it really did. So it's effective, basically. It, I uh, guess, because at the end of that movie, I was just depressed. I was like, you know, what's the point of anything right now? You know, <laughs> it got a can't reaction. Can't climb that, win- uh, can't climb that ladder and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was just horrible. Uh, but it was really well done. Okay. You know, the writing, the storyline, it's great. But I didn't like the movie. All right. Uh, what did you know about Gangs of New York going in? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I had no idea besides uh, what you told me right before we clicked play, okay. which you didn't really tell me anything about it. No? No. Okay. Um, your thoughts going in then? Nothing. I, I just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, I love it. Um, no, because you asked me right before we watched the movie if I had seen Goodfellas or if I... Yeah, if, if you I remember seen... much of Goodfellas, yeah, because I know I made I've made Naomi watch Goodfellas, which absolutely sucks in the content in the context of the Under a Rock reviews, because I would love to do Goodfellas fresh, yeah. but I know I made you watch yes because most you of it. you asked me like if I saw it or if I remembered it, and I said yeah, the guy getting stabbed in the stomach because that's all that sticks out in my head, and I don't I don't like it. It's so gross to me. <laughs> And I just turned He's opening the scene. I just I just turned to you and I was like, "Is there going to be a lot of that in this movie?" And like, so that that is all I knew going into this movie, and it wasn't a good um, representation of what I was going to see or anything like that. Okay. So, uh, what surprised you about it? Um, I don't know how deep it was. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be some story. You know, I wasn't going <laughs> to get involved in this and then feel bad about my life afterwards. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, would you have liked it more or less if you saw it when you were younger? And let me pick the age here. Let's say 17. Uh, I wouldn't have liked it then either, but I wouldn't have liked it because I probably would have thought it was boring. Yeah. Because, um, again, there is a lot of talk in between all the fighting and, and all of that kind of stuff, there's a lot of talk that you have to pay attention to understand what's going on in the movie. And I think as a 17-year-old, there is no way that wouldn't <laughs> go over my head. Understood. The first time I watched it, so O2, I probably didn't actually watch it until way later. So let's say mid-20s, something like that. Yeah. And still... Uh, kind of the sort of the same reaction where I almost didn't really care for it. And then I don't know what it was, but one day like it had just got in my head and I was like, I need to watch that again. Yeah. And when I watched it again, I was like, man, that is so good. It's a good movie. Yeah. It really is. It's just a bummer. <laughs> it's it such a downer. All right. Uh, what was your favorite part? Oh, after, after you just said how, you know, it bums you out. So yeah. what is your favorite part of it though? Um, Honestly, I think my favorite part was that twist where Amsterdam goes to kill the butcher. And, like, you really think that that's going to happen. You know, he pulls off that knife so fast. 
and throws it like you know it's going to stab the butcher and it's going to be you know the movie's going to have a completely different ending because Amsterdam is going to be the powerhouse now in the five points area but no that's not what happens the butcher gets him and stabs him in the stomach like that was such an intense twist that's a wound oh gosh (laughs) Daniel Day-Lewis uh, one probably the, the best actor of all time. I think it's it's like a consensus at this point because okay. he's just won about eleven Oscars and all that stuff. But you know the method acting and all that. He just you know you see pictures of Daniel Day Lewis and you're like, who the hell is that? Oh my god, that's, that's that guy. You know, pretty crazy. So <laughs> yeah. all right, uh, least favorite part. I I probably would guess the ending for you, but uh, uh, the ending. But I would say just this the storyline. <laughs> was my least just favorite like part. All the political strife and unrest yeah. and just how it was just it, the city was not civilized at that at but, that point. At that point, but it just made me like get all deep and think that, you know, this has been going on for so long that we're just always going to all be fighting all the time, just, no matter what. We're just going to Yeah, we're just going to change the direction and the people that should have been fighting, you know, the people that were um basically pulling the strings of all the the townspeople you know are are safe they're fine they don't have to worry about this while these uh gangs and tribes are basically fighting it out in the streets and it was just oh my gosh the most political conversation we have ever 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 had in the history of luke and naomi yes it really is crazy right and it's because of this movie and it again it was just the the idea that this stuff doesn't change. Like, we're, we're always going to be fighting. So that's that your, sucks. That's your least favorite part. It's yeah. A, it's a good favor, uh, least favorite part to have, yeah. I suppose. All right. Uh, moving along from that, would you recommend it to someone else who hasn't seen it after the last two answers? <laughs> Depends on who that person was. Let me say that. Um, I, I do think it'd be a good movie to, like, kind of make you think a little bit. Um, but I don't want to bum out everybody either. You know, you know, I like to try to stay at least positive unless we're talking about AI stuff. Um, so this one, I, in most cases, would probably not recommend it. No, even yeah. for the history and stuff like that, and yeah, the acting and <sighs> again, it's such it depends. It depends on the person. I've got a handful of people that I'd be like, yes, watch it if you haven't seen it. But the majority of you, I'd just be like, no, no. You don't need to <laughs> You don't need to feel like that for a couple of weeks thinking about just everything. Political strife. Yeah. Uh, would you watch it again? That is the best again? way to sum that up. Thank you for, for using that the yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Um, what did you say? I'm sorry. I forgot Would you question. watch it again? No. No. Never again? I don't need to. Oh, I don't need a good bad. cry in my life. Would you stop and watch it if it's on TV? No. Are you happy you watched it? Yes. Okay. Um, well, interesting answers, Yeah. I would say. Um, tough going from Blazing Saddles to that one. Well, you know, you know? We, t- we talked about what we were going to do for the next movie, and Naomi's like, let's do something. You know, we can do something more serious, yeah. know, more heavy now. And we had the time and all of that, so we got one of the heavier ones in, which is great. I... I have seen, this is the fourth or fifth time I've watched that. I love the history of it. I mean, you know, you know what happens in, in the actual real world and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. But it, it, is, it is just an, a, an, a corner of history that, I mean, I grew up in New York State, 
and still don't know a ton about, you know, the the rise of New York City, basically, right. which is just really, fa- I, the history is fascinating to me. So I can see why I can, you know, get down with watching that over. And plus, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis in that role, whether, you know, so... you like Bill the Butcher or not, holy crap, he's just so good. It's such a bummer. You know, well, if you let it there are out, it so is, many but... bummer moments in that movie. True. Whether you just take it at surface <laughs> value or if you look at it deeper, like it's Either just way, a bummer. It's a great point. It, it really is a great point that it that it is that that kind of a. But I mean, hey, history. Hey. You know, yeah. country was built on everybody's blood, good yeah. and bad. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, well, you know, good thoughts on, on Gangs of New York. One of my, it keeps happening, but one of my favorite reviews from you yet. Uh, All right. Yeah, pretty cool. I like the fact that you liked the movie, but you didn't like the movie. Yeah. Again, the movie was so well done, but I just did not like the movie. It's a nice complex answer for a nice artsy, fartsy movie. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. But uh, Gangs of New York, that, uh, that does it for our review of Gangs yeah. of New York. What the heck do we get ourselves into next week? What do Yeah, what do we do next week? Uh, eventually, I'll get a list up on our Facebook page. But. Yeah, because Luke does have a list in his phone, and we usually, like, we'll sit down to watch a movie, and we just start reading through them to see what sparks our interest. The deciding factors are generally, uh, you know, time. What kind of genre Naomi's feeling at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, what we've watched recently. Because we don't want to do too many goofy comedies or pile on too many 80s movies where we got the old 80s movie effect going on for too long. So we like to try to jump around and switch it up and stuff like that. Again, you can leave suggestions for movies anywhere that you can comment on any of our stuff. Do yeah. Spotify and really mess up Luke. <laughs> we we do get the notifications, so we'll know if somebody if you you know if you comment. We just gotta go find it <laughs> on YouTube or on whatever post on Luke and Naomi on air and all of that stuff. Uh, quickly, before we jump into uh, thought of the day and whatnot, I am honestly honestly thinking of dropping the whole TikTok situation. Oh, you mean like taking us off TikTok? Yeah. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm feel, I cannot stand being on TikTok anymore. At first, I liked it and kind of whatever. And now, I mean, it's it's the, the worst cesspool of any any social medias I've been on. Worse than Twitter? For some reason, for whatever reason, the algorithm just feeds me, I mean, awful, awful stuff. Huh. Like, and I can't figure out why. And, and it's just terrible. Maybe so. it doesn't like you because it hears you talk crap about it. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to show you stuff you don't even want to see. Maybe. Here you go. Maybe. But. Uh, I don't know. We are not very good at keeping up with that. And why try to keep up with 300 things when you can't get YouTube videos up? Well, oh. Exactly. <laughs> so and then the other thing is, I mean, you know, Facebook's got their reels now. Yeah. So when I do find myself watching short videos, it's there. Yeah. Anyway. And we have never been on Instagram. So if anything, maybe we move over to Instagram. So we're on Facebook and Instagram, wherever the actual people are. And, okay. you know, then we can get more of our photos out there. We can still do short videos and all of that stuff. And it just feels like the a better space. So I would love to hear everybody's, you know, thoughts on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're if you're not on TikTok at all and you never will be, well, then that helps make that decision for yeah. us. Yeah. But if you're like, dude, no, you guys are missing the opportunity. You need to be on TikTok. Then I guess we'll suck it up and Let's do hear. it. I, I really yeah. would love to hear, hear some opinions and all of that. Uh, it's not a decision that we're going to drop immediately, you know, 
it, it will take some time. It's not like we've been spending that exactly. much time on there anyways. Exactly. It's not know? like I'm constantly on the TikTok anyway. So, yeah. Uh, just a thought. Wanted to throw it out there, see what everybody thought, and get everybody's opinion on that one. Yeah. Add that to the comment section of Spotify. <laughs> wherever you drop a comment. Yeah. Uh, look for the post for your homework for next week. That's right. What's something you used to order at a bar that you would never order now? Oh, that's going to be fun. I mean, even if it's like chicken wings. No, I'm off of chicken wings. I found a head in my wings, so I'm never going to eat chicken wings again. Yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know? Uh, limes in your in your drink because they just touch them with their bare hands. Yeah. could be anything. The alcohol kills the germs. That's, that's cool. <laughs> that's right. So I uh, should have the question on Spotify as you're listening right now. It should be on Facebook as you're listening right now. It's not on YouTube because I haven't caught up with the <laughs> videos yet. But I'm working on it. I put another one up last week. We're at 35. Nice. I'm only... 10 behind yeah. less than 10 behind but look at you closer every week yeah. or farther away i'm not good at math i guess not so all right all right it's time for your thought of the day thought of the day thought of the day it's your thought of the day thought of the day this is a good one for you all right uh 38 years of evolution yet windows still can't tell you what program is using the usb device you tried to eject <laughs> <laughs> Hey. I have never ripped a UPS, uh, uh, USB, <laughs> UBS, <laughs> a USB out of my computer so fast after fighting with it, after exiting out of everything. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Corrupt my day. <laughs> That's right. Get bent. Literally. Oh, Good my one. gosh. Luke, are you going to leave us with a laugh? I'm going to do my best. Thank you again to Brian in England. The book is The 100 Greatest Dad Jokes of All Time. Assembled by Victor Jr. If you don't like him, write him and not me. You ready? Yeah. Uh, why did the Scarecrow win an award? I don't know. Because he was outstanding in his field. That's so stupid. It is like the, the first ever dad joke, isn't That's it? That's up there, yeah. yeah. Why do skeletons never go trick-or-treating? I don't know. Because they have nobody to go with. That's stupid, too. Come on. <laughs> what did the drummer call his twin daughters? I don't know. Anna one, Anna two. So stupid. That no. Oh god. That was like the worst set of them that you've ever done. I think. I am enjoying them. Of course you Um, are. Ba 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 butt drugs. I hope everybody enjoyed the butt drugs jingle. I hope you enjoyed the under a rock review of Gangs of New York. One of the more serious ones we've done. I mean, between that and the Green Mile, I think. Right? Those are up there. We're getting deep. Uh, We're getting deep. Next week we'll come back with something just Revenge of the Nerds or something like that. Oh, man. Uh, We don't know what we're doing next week, but please stick around for episode 45. Hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks for sticking with us through 44 episodes. Don't forget, of course, to tell your friends. And your family. Luke and Naomi on air anywhere you would look for Luke and Naomi on air. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah, sure. Just Google it. Yeah. Uh, we come up. Anywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And keep checking out the YouTube page because I'm, I'm catching You're up. You're getting there. I'm yeah. catching up. Uh, thank you all again so much for sticking with us through 44 episodes. We will talk to you all next week. Until then, have some fun this week and be excellent to each other. Love, Love you. Bye. bye.